Good morning. 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 Good morning, brother Alice. Brother Michael. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Good morning. Happy Friday. Good morning. Good morning, Randy. God is good all the time. Good morning, great morning. Excellent morning. Who's on the line this morning? Good morning, top of the morning. Um, this is Miss Sabrina, and um, can you please pray for me and my daughter, Miracle, for traveling grace, please? Thank you. Happy Friday, everybody. Amen. All right. Man, we got you covered. Thank you. Good morning, great morning. Excellent morning. It's a good Friday. Who else is on the line this morning? Good morning. Good morning. It's grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning. Great morning. Happy Friday. Yes. Happy Friday. Good morning. Great morning. Excellent morning. It's a good day to wake up and share the wealth of the good news this morning. Good morning. This is Elisa. Happy Friday. God bless everyone on the call. Hey, hey. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Good morning, great morning. Love your energy this morning. Who else may be on the line this morning? Hi, good morning. This is Kemper. Happy Friday, everyone. Good morning, great morning. Happy Friday. Great morning. Who else is on the line this morning? Good morning. Happy Friday. This is Miss Penny. Good morning, Miss Penny. Great morning. God morning. A great morning. As we share the last day of this 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 uh segment of the self control. Great morning, God morning. Who else is on the line this morning? Good morning, great morning, great morning, excellent morning. It's a great day to wake up this morning. I thank God because I was reading something about meekness and us as men if we were taught not to be weak, not to be soft. Mm-hmm. But meekness is uh, is about self control. So thank God for God showing us meekness that He sent Jesus to die on the cross and He walked in meekness on this earth. Good morning, great morning. Who else on the morning? Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Sister Susie. Great morning. Can you uh, please keep me in your prayers? <laughs> I'm I'm having a hard time breathing. All right, so we got you. We got you. We got you. Thank, thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. Name of Jesus. Have thine own way. Good morning. Great morning. Who else is on the line this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Great morning. Who else is on the line this morning? This is a good Friday morning. It's a beautiful morning. Good morning. It's Krishanda. God bless you all. <laughs> Awesome. Good morning, Krishana. Great morning, God morning. Who else may be on the line this morning? Good morning, great morning. Who else is on the line this morning? Good morning, Brother Al. 
It's Didi. Happy Friday. Good Blessings morning. to you. Susie might need to call the hospital if she can't Amen. breathe. Yes. Amen. Amen. Sister, uh, if you can't breathe, dial 911. Don't wait. This is not something to be playing with. Good morning, great morning, God morning. In fact, uh, as I'm presenting, those that are on the line, it's just in your silence, just pray for her right now. Good morning, great morning, God morning. This is a great morning. Who else is on the line at this time? Good morning, ZK. Good morning, brother, ZK. God morning, great morning. Who else may be on the line at this time? Morning, good morning, great morning, God morning. This time, oh mercy. Uh, good morning, great morning at this time. All right, we're going to shift gears. All <clears throat> uh, right. <clears throat> All right, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, before we move forward, we'll ask you to mute your phones as we proceed forward. I ask you to just look at your phones, just check again, make sure your phone's on mute as we proceed. Hello, my name is Al, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Thanks for tuning in today for our last day of June, where you can hear the declarer speak. Our theme, self-control, discipline. All the declarers focus on how yielding to the fruit of the self-control will empower you to live a disciplined, God-ordained life. Continue joining Declare Victory in July, where the theme will be purpose. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. There is one announcement today. Join us July 7th at 6 Pacific time, 8 Central time, and 9 Eastern time for Friday Night Live. You will be blessed. Please mute your phone. Please mute your phone. Look at your phone. Thank you. Thank you. At this time, we have um, our prayer Request. We have a uh, uh, JC's request for her son and his family that are traveling, and we also have from the online um, brother Michael um, praying for his ex-wife. Who is, uh, Excuse me, now. Pastor. It's Sister Sabrina, not Stacy. I apologize. It's Sabrina and her daughter Miracle. Yeah, I got. I didn't say yes. I got, I'm, 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 I'm getting there. <laughs> Sabrina and Miracle. And we're praying for Sabrina and Miracle um, in their travel as well. And we also praying, as um, we heard, somebody who's having some kind of breathing. I just pray that she gets the emergency help that she needs um, as we continue forward. So just continue forward um, while we're going, um, just asking for each one of us just to keep her up in prayer as uh, we get to our prayer session. Go <clears throat> into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Once again, 
Uh, oh, I want to add uh, Mr. in prayer for Brother John. This is for everyone on this. Any unmentioned um, requests as well. All right. Uh, once again, the order of this call is prayer and corporate praise. It will be presented by Brother Jeff. And then we have <clears throat> the declaration will be, um, be brought to us by uh, Brother Philip. Then we will go right into our closing comments hosted by the declarer. Our scripture of the day is coming from Galatians 5.23. <clears throat> Gentleness, self-control against such things, there is no law. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. At this time, I now pass the mic. I now pass the call to our prayer warrior. You all have a blessed morning this morning. Morning. Good morning, Brother Jeff. Are you there? Hey, good morning. This is Philip. All right, brother. Go ahead, proceed. Good morning, Phil. Um, I'm Elder Jonathan. Can you pray, please? Hallelujah. Um, Lord, we say thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, God. With every intake, we say hallelujah. With every out, we give you our breath. God, we say thank you. God, we say thank you this morning. We give your name the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, I thank you. We give you glory because you are awesome. We give you glory because you are God. We say thank you because you are the mighty God. You are our everyday God. You are our keeper, our sustainer, our maintainer. God, you are our help, our help. God, you are our strength, our peace, our joy. Father, we say thank you. You're our security. God, hallelujah. Oh, God. Oh, God, you are security. You are everything. You are our way maker. You are our help, our strength, our redeemer. God, we say thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us. God, thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your love. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. God, I thank you. God, I thank you. Thank you for your love now. Thank you because you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. God, we thank you because you are our joy giver. God, we thank you that because of you through time, in time, beyond time, we and our names are etched in place. God, because of you, we are thought in the process of this thing that you call creation. God, we give you glory. Hallelujah. 
Oh, God, I thank you. God, we ask now that you would touch those on the call, that you would do like never before miraculous works, wonders, and signs on their behalf. Father, I ask for peace of mind even now in the name of Jesus. Touch every mind. Touch every heart. Let them know that you are the establishing God, that you are the great architect. God, and establish and build your peace and your joy in their life. Now, in the name of Jesus, God, touch those on the list now, on the prayer list. God, meet every need in the name of Jesus. God, we disturb and come against every plan of the enemy now. God, we declare every strong wall, strong man, and illegal agreement has been broken, bound, and torn down, even now in the name of Jesus. Father, we release angels now to contend where we cannot contend for ourselves, where we cannot contend spiritually or cannot contend physically. We ask now that your spirit be there as our champion. God, we give your glory. Now open us up, oh God, open up our hearts, open up our ears, open up our understanding to receive your word. Open us, oh God. Oh God, oh God, hallelujah. Open us, oh God. Open us, oh God. Open us, oh God, to receive what you would have in part today. God, we thank you for seeds that will grow. God, we thank you for your seed that will grow, germinate, and take root. God, take branch, take form. God, we say thank you because you are our El Shaddai. We thank you because you are the Lord Most High. We thank you because you are our God and none other like you. God, we say thank you. Hallelujah. We give you glory. God, I say thank you. God, I thank you for another the chance to give you praise. God, I thank you that we awoke in our white minds. God, we say thank you. Hallelujah. We give you glory, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, that you caused the enemy to be pushed back and told him to behave. God, we thank you that you're teaching us how to be in the place called control, self-control. God, we give you glory because you are our everything. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. That by your finger it is written, but by your word it is made to happen. God, we say thank you. Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. God, we give you glory. Yes, Lord. Thank you. Continue to be our buckler. Continue to be our shield of victory. God, we say thank you because you are doing it through us. We say thank you that we are clean vessels, that we are vessels ready for your use. We say thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. God, we give you glory. Hallelujah. We give you glory. We extend our hands to you, God. We extend ourselves to you, God, as a place of honor. We give you honor. God, we say thank you. Hallelujah. God, we say thank you. Hallelujah. God, we give you glory. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you adoration. We pour out to you, God. Oh, God, we give it all back to you. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God, thank you. God, thank you for regulating in the mind. Thank you for regulating the heart. God, thank you for causing us to know that you are the mighty. Uh, we give your name the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, glory to God. Thank you. Thank you, God. God, thank you. Uh, come on, uh, declare victory, and let's begin to give God glory. Hallelujah. God, we say thank you. We give you praise. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
And all I believe in is Jesus and Jesus himself being crucified. Hallelujah. And I want to touch on something today. Um, we're going to see where it goes. Hallelujah. Um, I'm believing that uh, people's self-control levels, hallelujah, will go to another level today because I'm pretty sure we've already learned this month that that self-control or discipline is a fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, 23, in the King James Version, of course, it says um, temperance, okay? Remember, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. So we know that temperance is not only the fruit of the Spirit, but temperance is something that God gave us by his Spirit. Remember, just like the Spirit will supply love and supply joy and supply peace, and we could look to Holy Spirit to supply us with long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness. The Holy Spirit will also supply us with self-control and with discipline. Hallelujah. But if you go in the book of Proverbs, the word discipline is mentioned a few times. I mean, the word self-control is mentioned a few times. And it's usually mentioned when you're looking up the word instruction and you begin to find out the translation for the word instruction, it's also used for the word chastening, okay? Chastening. You, you'll see the word discipline. And I want to touch on something right now, and it's Proverbs 12, verse 16 in the Amplified Bible. It says, the arrogant fool's anger is quickly known because he lacks self-control and common sense. But a prudent man ignores an insult. I'm going to say it again. The arrogant fool's anger is quickly known because he lacks self-control and common sense. But a prudent man ignores an insult. All right? Very powerful verse. Because in this amplified version of Proverbs 12, verse 16, it says one of the things that's associated with a fool is that their anger is quickly known. In other words, a fool has a short temper. Okay? This is the Bible. A fool has a short temper. So God actually associates having a short temper with being a fool, not only with being a fool, but being an arrogant fool. He associates a short temper with being an arrogant fool. But then it also says the reason that the arrogant fool allows their anger to be known so quickly is not only because they lack self-control, but they also lack common sense. In other words, common sense goes along with self-control. But then it comes back and says, but a prudent man ignores an insult. A prudent man ignores an insult. How many of us have been insulted before? Or somebody said something about us? And the moment that we hear it, we are ready to fly off the handle, okay? 
Let me be the first to say, I have been an arrogant fool, okay? So nobody thinks that I'm pointing fingers or anything. Let me be the first to say, I have been an arrogant fool, okay? Hands down, all right? I have definitely had my moments where my anger came through quickly. Hallelujah. And I'm not even talking about before I was saved. I'm talking about since I've been saved. I've made the mistake before of my of my anger being quickly known, okay? So I'm not pointing any fingers or saying I'm above any of this. We, we're going to get deep into this topic. But again, I want to show the association with what happens when we lack self-control, how dangerous that particular thing is. In other words, when we don't have self-control, there's a lack of common sense. And when there's a lack of common sense, that means we're probably going to do something foolish. We're probably going to do something foolish. I'm going to use a story that a lot of us have probably seen. I'm pretty sure that a lot of you all, if not all, have seen that thing that happened in Chicago a few days ago with the guy who punched the mom in the face. And when he punched the mother in the face, her 14-year-old son pulled out a gun and shot him and killed him. Okay? And it's a tragic situation all around. I mean, it's all it was all over the net. Everything went viral. It's all on the news, you know, because they got it on video. Uh, the mother and this man getting into it, and this man balling up his fist, punching a lady in the face twice with a balled up fist. And I mean, he punched her hard too. And then after he punches her, the son pulls out the gun. And he kills him because he sees somebody punching his mother. A tragic situation all the way around. But think about this. That man, that man who balled up his fist, okay, he lacked self-control in that moment. Self-control can save your life. This man could be alive right now. Matter of fact, Proverbs 14, verse 17, in the Amplified Version, says a quick-tempered man acts foolishly and without self-control. So in other words, acting without self-control will cause us to do foolish things, okay? Foolish things. Now, I want to touch on that right now about a person who lacks self-control will do foolish things. Because we usually associate self-control, or one of the things we can associate it with is anger, right? Going off, snapping, being mad. But let me touch on some other areas where self-control can can infect or inhabit. I'm going to touch on a, a very, uh, man, I don't know if it's taboo to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it right now. But sex, okay? Sex. There's so much sexual sin in the church. 
so much, so much sexual sin in the form of fornication, masturbation, pornography. Come on, these things are sexual sins. And it shows that a person is lacking self-control in that area. Hallelujah. They lack self-control. They lack the ability to control themselves. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 16, verse 32, better a patient person than a warrior, one with self-control than one who takes a city. Hallelujah. So the Bible actually says that a person who shows self-control is more powerful than someone who conquers an entire city. Wow. An entire city. You mean to tell me that someone who takes over a whole city, if I demonstrate self-control, I'm showing more power than that person? Proverbs 25, 28, like a city whose walls are broken through, is a person who lacks self-control. Like a city whose walls are broken through, is a person who lacks self-control. Look, I'm telling you right now, when we are not showing self-control, what we've done is we have opened up our walls. The Amplifier says, like a city that is broken down and without walls. See, the enemy comes and he looks for those areas in our life where we're lacking walls, where we don't have those walls up. And I don't mean self-imposed walls, people of God. I'm not talking about walls of pride that we put up. No, 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 no. I'm talking about godly walls. See, there's a difference between human, our walls, and godly walls. Let me give you an example. Somebody offends me. Somebody gets me upset. And so then what I immediately would do is I put up a wall in my heart. I'm just giving an example. So this is the problem. I'm the one that put the wall up because I put the wall up as a way to guard myself against that person and against their insults or their foolishness. I put a wall up. And the problem is, since I put the wall up, now that's me exalting something. And self-exaltation is pride, okay? Self-exaltation is pride. Now, some people may look and say, well, what do you mean? The Bible says, guard your heart. Yes, we are supposed to guard our heart, but we're not supposed to guard our heart with fleshly walls. We're not supposed to guard our heart with the walls of pride. We're supposed to guard our hearts with godly walls. You know, the Bible says that salvation is within our walls. That's scripture. It's in Isaiah. Salvation is within our walls. In other words, there are godly walls that can be erected. And when we allow godly walls to be erected, we begin to discern things through those walls. Now the Lord is our protector. The Lord is that wall that surrounds us. A lot of times we erect walls when we've been rejected. We begin to erect walls when we experience father rejection, mother rejection. And we sit and we say, I'm never going to let anybody hurt me the way that they did. 
And so we began to put these walls up around our heart. Some of us in these times call them boundaries. Okay? I want to show that I want to show the difference. I'm not saying that we're not to have walls. Remember the Bible says like uh it talks about a city without walls. And it compares it to a person who lacks self-control. So I'm not saying that we're not supposed to have walls or boundaries around our heart. What I am saying is that these walls or these boundaries are supposed to be built by the Lord and not built by us. When we put up our own walls, what's happening is pride is being exalted in that moment. And so now the fruits of pride began to come in. Hallelujah. We want godly walls to be exalted. We want godly walls to be established around our heart because now we're discerning things through the wisdom of God when those godly walls are up. See, when there are godly walls up, godly walls will encourage us to forgive somebody, whereas fleshly walls will say, don't give them the time of day. Don't forgive them, none of that. Okay? Godly walls. We want godly walls erected around our heart. Well, one of the things that a godly wall will also help us in is in the area of self-control. Again, we have so much sexual sin that is running rampant in the church. It is ridiculous. People of God, if you're on here right now and you're struggling with sexual sin, I'm going to get into something else in a minute, but I want to start with sexual sin. Today is a day to repent. Today is a day to repent. Come to God and say, God, I lack discipline in this area. Let me tell you all right now, all right? I'm going to be straight real with you. Look, check this out. I'm, you know, of course, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I'm looking forward to when I get married. You know what I'm saying? That's just self-explanatory, okay? But let me just say this part. In the meantime, I tell brothers this. Yo, you're not really strong enough when you get in certain situations. You're not going to be strong enough, just being honest with you. You're not going to have a lot of self-control when you get in certain areas. So when self-control or discipline comes in, it's having the discipline, having the discipline to not allow yourself to even get in certain situations. There are certain safeguards that I have that I don't really tell a lot of people. I have certain safeguards where I'm like, I'm not even going in this direction. I'm not even about to put myself in this thing because this thing is going to be a trigger for me. Okay? It ain't about me being holy or anything. It's about me sitting here saying, look, I know me, okay? So why even tempt myself or play with fire so I can end up getting burned? Some of us right now, where we're lacking discipline at is because we keep on going into the same situation thinking we're going to expect different results, which is the definition of insanity. Come on. We got to start showing some discipline. I'm not saying that you're not going to get urges or you're not going to get tempted, but I'm talking about the discipline of, of setting up safeguards to where you're not even putting yourself in certain situations. Come on. 
You're not even putting yourself in certain situations. If you if you know, if you know, <laughs> I mean, it's like a crackhead, y'all. If you are a former crackhead and you still having them urges for crack, why are you going to go to the crack house and talk about I'm going there to evangelize? You already know what time it is. You already know what's going to happen. Straight up. Like, like we have to practice, and I know everybody has different triggers, but we have to start being a little bit wiser and setting up safeguards for ourselves. Whether you got the little apps that you put on your phone for pornography, okay? Whether you, whether you got that app that you put on your phone for pornography, hallelujah. Whether it's um, um, staying busy, if you notice, some people they they may their their masturbation always comes around the same time. Certain things happen. They get angry. They get stressed out. Okay, I know we'll be ministering deliverance. You know, some people they'll they'll talk about their triggers when they masturbate. Hallelujah, and they'll sit there and they'll say, Hey, you know what? Usually when it happens, I'm getting angry. Usually when it happens, I'm stressed out. A situation happened over here, and I began to get stressed. Yeah, we having an adult conversation this morning, y'all. Hallelujah. I get angry. I get stressed. And so the moment I get stressed, next thing I know, I'm sitting there watching a movie. So you got to set up safeguards when you know you're going to get angry and you know you're going to get stressed. You got to put up certain safeguards. One, already have that little app or something on your phone. Come on. One already have that little app or something on your phone. You know, maybe maybe find, um, have an outlet for your anger. Like start a discipline for your anger. You know what? The moment I get angry, like, you know what? I got a, I got a thing to the boxing gym or, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go out to, you know, the lake and go and take bottles and, and, and bust bottles. You know what I mean? Glass things of that nature. Hallelujah. And, you know, I don't want to tell everybody has their own thing. There could be some unconventional things that we do in order to safeguard ourselves. But what I'm saying is this thing of self-control, God has given it to us. Remember, the Bible says he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That word sound mind also means self-control. He's given us power. He's given us love. He's given us self-control. And so what I notice is there is a lack of self-control in our church because I hear so many stories, not just of fornication, but even people cheating on their wives. Come on. This should not be amongst the house of God. God has given us help. He's given us the spirit of self-control. We have too much fornication going rampant, too much masturbation going rampant, too much people watching pornography. What about um, um, smoking weed? We even got saints who will argue that it's okay to be smoking weed. Come on, y'all. No, that shows a lack of self-control. See, excuse me.
excuse me. Let me let me break this down to you right now. Let me break this down. I'm going to this scripture right here. Let me find this. Here we go. Here we go. So I'm going to back to this amplified version. Proverbs 25, verse 28. Listen to this. It says, like a city that is broken down and without walls, leaving it unprotected. It's a man who has no self-control over his spirit and sets himself up for trouble. I'm going to say that again. Like a city that is broken down and without walls, leaving it unprotected, is a man who has no self-control over his spirit and sets himself up for trouble. So much said in that. One, it shows that when we don't have self-control, we're basically leaving ourselves unprotected. And it's also showing when we don't have self-control, we're setting ourselves up for trouble. We're leaving ourselves unprotected, and we're setting ourselves up for trouble. Unprotected from who? From our enemy. Remember, we have a common enemy. The enemy is not that human person. The enemy is not that fleshly person that you're seeing. But the Bible says our adversary goes about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Our adversary is the devil. We have an enemy. We have an enemy who wants to devour you. We have an enemy who wants to devour me. And when we have no self-control, that means we have no walls. Our walls, the godly walls that are erected, protect us from the enemy. But when we don't have these walls established, now the enemy can come in and kill, steal, and destroy. The Bible says we set ourselves up for trouble. Hallelujah. When we lack self-control. We allow the enemy to come in in these particular areas. And so now once he comes in, after a while of us engaging those things, what he begins to do is harden our hearts to certain things. And now once our heart is hardened to certain things, it's hard for somebody to even receive the wisdom of God in that area. Because the Bible says that pride, not only has a hard heart, Job chapter 41, verse 24, but the Bible also says in Job 41, I think it's verse 15, it's either verse 15 or verse 16, where it talks about these, these scales of pride and how the walls are so tightly sealed together that no air or no spirit or no breath can come between them. We don't want our hearts to get so hardened to where we can't hear the wisdom of God. But I want to let you know that when our walls are down, when there are no godly walls, when there is no self-discipline, self-control, when that is lacking, it's an open door for the enemy to come in and poison us. 
So now we sit there and we look and we're struggling with alcohol. We sit in there and we're struggling with, with smoking weed. We're struggling with fornication. We're struggling with masturbation. Come on. You all, God is calling us to another level of maturity. He is calling his bride to another level of maturity. Remember, Jesus is the bridegroom and his church is the bride. I want you to think about something for a second, okay? And this might really hit you in the heart, but that's good. That's good. Because the Bible says the truth will set you free. Do we really understand that according to Ephesians chapter 5, that the church is actually somebody's spouse? I'm going to say that again. Do we understand that the church is somebody's spouse? In other words, Jesus is the bridegroom and the church is the wife. The church is somebody's spouse. Now I want you to imagine, how would you feel if you see your spouse fornicating? If you see your spouse masturbating? Come on. If you see your spouse watching porn, if you see your spouse um, addicted to weed, God forbid, other things like cocaine, heroin, come on, how would you feel if you see your spouse engaging in those things as a person of God? You would have a problem. So imagine how Jesus feels. Come on. I know this might be, you know, something that people don't touch on, but let me say this. As a as a deliverance minister, okay, I want to want to make this very clear. I'll preface my comment and say, I am not in any way dissing anybody who's come before me. I'm not doing any of that. So I don't want the enemy to take what I'm about to say and try to twist this around like I'm saying I'm better than somebody or I'm insulting somebody. But I'm telling you this. I want to make sure as a deliverance minister that I'm not struggling with gluttony. I want to make sure I'm not struggling with gluttony. See, because gluttony is an area where the Lord can, I mean, not where the Lord, where the enemy comes and hits us too. Gluttony is an area that shows a lack of self-control. I know we preach hard against sex. I know we preach hard against drugs. But we need to preach hard against gluttony too. Because gluttony runs wild. Come on. Gluttony runs rampant in our churches. That gluttony thing is real. Okay? Because as saints, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to get together and eat. And I'm not knocking eating. Lord knows, okay, I love to eat. So, you know, I'm not knocking eating now. Don't, don't, please don't get this twisted, okay? I'm not knocking eating at all. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, my meal I'm about to have. I'm supposed to uh, meet up uh, with this lawyer or whatever. And, you know, hey, I'm I'm just excited because I get to sit down and eat this food that I'm about to go and eat. 
Not a lawyer or nothing bad, y'all. This ain't nothing bad. All right. Hallelujah. But anyway, I love me some food, but I also understand that I have to practice self-control. So there comes times where I have to go on fast. You know what I'm saying? I go on fast. I got to make sure I got my discipline in order. You know what I'm saying? I may have to practice the discipline of going to the gym, going and working out. Come on. Because I got to take care of my temple. I can't be up here preaching to people and casting out devils, and I'm 6,000 pounds. Straight up. And I want to say, I am not knocking anybody who is. God can still use you. I'm just saying for me, we want to learn from from people of the past. We want to show some self-control in that area. I actually know of um, a deliverance minister who has shared, like, hey, I had an issue in this area, and God's dealing with me. You know what I'm saying? And they trying to come down, and they wait some. You know what I'm saying? I remember when they shared it, they shared it to the congregation. Some of y'all might know who the person is if I said their name. They were very transparent about it. I appreciated them for being transparent. But I'm saying, we have to show self-control in these areas. But this is what I want to let you know. I'm not up here trying to tell you, okay, do this thing, have self-control, and then I get up off the, you know, get up off declare victory. And you sitting there like, okay, he said, try to have self-control. I wish I could have self-control. Because I know there may be some of you right now that might be sitting there and be like, yo, what you mean? You think I want to do this? You think I want to go and turn the porn on? You think I want to go and masturbate? You think I want to go and, 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 and fornicate like, you know what I'm saying? You think I want to go and buy some prostitutes? I understand that there's a little more than that. So this is what I want to share with you. The fact that the Lord has given us the spirit of self-control by his spirit. I'm going to give you some practical things to do to help build up the spirit of self-control. Okay? I'm going to give you some practical things because I want to see you free. Y'all, I go around, I minister deliverance. Like, I, like yo, like y'all have heard me talking about it a million times on the phone, and my, my heart breaks. Like, if y'all just knew some of the things that, that, um, that I hear, which I'll never share, but, but my heart breaks, breaks. The enemy is trying to take us out, y'all, for real. And if you are on this line right now and you're struggling with any of them things I said, and I'm not limiting self-control to those things, okay? I'm not limiting it to those things. But I am speaking of these things because these things are prevalent. Masturbation, pornography, fornication, meaning sex outside of marriage. Okay? Sex outside of marriage. If you're struggling in those areas, drugs. Come on. Every now and then, you got to pick that blunt up. Come on. I'm going to say something else. Cigarettes. Come on. You know Holy Spirit ain't inspiring you to pick up a Newport. Come on. 
We try to make excuses for certain things. Well, it's not in the Bible. This Holy Spirit inspiring you. If the Spirit of the Lord says, man, you know they got Newports on sale right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on. We know Holy Spirit ain't inspiring us to smoke them squares. But we lack self-control. Most smokers that you talk to have tried to quit at least one time. For real. I'm a former smoker. And I was a chain smoker. Straight up. So I understand. I understand the struggle. It's real. Okay? But I'm going to give us some practical ways, even to help us with the spirit of gluttony. Come on. With gluttony. Y'all, we should be walking around struggling with that gluttony. Come on, people of God. I'm not talking about nobody. I'm not dissing nobody. I'm just saying I want us to be alive and be free. Okay? This is not a condemnation session. So I'm going to give you some practical ways to build up your spirit. Because remember, self-control is a fruit of the spirit. So it's a fruit. A fruit is something that needs to grow. An apple doesn't start off as just an apple. It grows. Okay? A banana grows. Hallelujah. So let me give you one practical way. Praying in tongues. Where am I coming from? The Bible says in Jude, verse 20, building up yourself in your most holy of faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Do you all know that every single one of our spiritual fruits can be built up? Your love can be built up. Your joy can be built up. Your peace can be built up. Yeah, built up. It's not the will of God for our spiritual fruits to remain at the same level that they were when we first received them. What gardener puts uh, plants something and doesn't want to see growth? Doesn't the Bible say that our father is the, is the gardener and Jesus is the vine and we're the branches? Come on. He intended for that spiritual fruit to grow. Self-control can grow. A practical way for self-control to grow is praying in tongues. Yeah, praying in tongues. And I ain't talking about, you know, just, you know, saying a tongue like the equivalent of saying amen when you're in the church. You know what I'm saying? Your your pastor say something. You're like, who the fuck you, man? <laughs> and that's it, you know. No, I'm talking about taking intentional time, intentional time to build yourself up, intentional time of saying, I'm going to set aside this time and I'm going to pray in tongues. For real, I'm going to pray in tongues and build myself up right now because my spirit is weak. Come on. I need to build up my spirit right now. I need that spirit of self-control coming up to another level. I'm telling you all right now, it's taking you some time to pray in tongues, being intentional. If you don't pray in tongues, come on, it's time to call out to the Lord for that baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
It's time for you to get away from that religious spirit that would tell you that tongues are not for today. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I'm going to say it again. It's a lie from the pit of hell because it totally goes against Mark 16, verse 17. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Hallelujah. So praying in tongues is something very practical that will really, really help you. You struggling with that new port? You struggling with that Hennessy? Come on. Intentional time to pray in tongues. You see, because what it does is not only does it build up your spirit, but in building up your spirit, it's building up the spirit of conviction. It's building up the spirit of conviction. And so now the fear of the Lord is being established in your life. Hallelujah. Now the fear of the Lord is being established in your life. So praying in tongues is one practical way. Another practical way to help build up those walls is fasting. The Bible says, I humbled my soul with fasting. And listen, I'm not talking about fasting for Facebook. Okay? Some of us, some of us, we we still struggling, and we be like, well, I fast. And then you be like, well, well, take me through it. What, what kind of fast you do? Well, you know, I fast from Facebook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for real. You know? Or oh, I fast from lunch. Come on now. Come on. Come on. You need some more power than that. Hallelujah. No, fast from food. Tell that food, no. You want to you wanna see your body? You want to see your body? Like, you want to really shock yourself or see how much your flesh hates fasting? Go without food. Tell your flesh, I'm going to hold it, not 12 hours, and I'm not knocking 12-hour days, but I'm saying tell your body I'm going a whole day and not eating. And watch the way your body reacts. Oh, your flesh is not pleased. Come on. Why is that? Think about that, y'all. It's time for us to mature. I'm telling you, Jesus said these kind don't even come out except by prayer and by fasting. I'm telling you right now, praying and fasting will build up those walls of self-control. I'm going in about this because I want us to grow and be free. And I'm not telling you all nothing that I'm not trying to apply to myself. For real. Because I don't want to walk around and be a city broken down without walls. Because if I don't have any walls, then I'm vulnerable to being attacked. Come on. And then the overall the thing happens where not only can I be attacked, but I'm opening myself up to be totally conquered and take it out. Come on, we need some self-control. Again, you can't do it in your own flesh. I know. Can't do this stuff in your own flesh. 
praying in tongues, fasting. These are some things that will really help. These are practical things that will help build up your self-control. I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Maybe some of you, God is calling for you to turn it up a little more. Maybe you've probably gotten used to doing a fast once a week. Try a three-day. Come on, it's time to turn it up. See, God has given us the spirit of self-control. But we want that spirit to increase. We want it to grow. We want it to grow. Come on. So I want to say a prayer right now. If you're struggling in that area, it's time for us to mature in these areas of, of beginning to pray in tongues, mature in the areas of allowing those, those uh, uh, fasting. Come on. I don't want to see us suffering from gluttony, masturbation. These are just common things that are seen. Come on. Pornography, fornication, cursing. So we we have no control of our mouth. The moment somebody do one little thing, it's bleep, 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 bleep. Come on. I'm telling you right now, being intentional about praying in tongues, being intentional about fasting, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's going to help build up that discipline. That's going to help build up that discipline. Hallelujah. A self-control. I'm going to give you another discipline. It's something that just popped up in my head. Matter of fact, let me just say this. Ask God, ask God, Lord, what is something that I can do that will help me become more disciplined? And that's very simple. It's very practical. It opens the door for the Lord to come in and begin to speak to that issue. I want you to personally ask the Lord, Lord, what is something that I can do? That will, that will grow me in the area of discipline. Because these fruits are like muscles that you want to build up. But I'm telling you, we definitely need to spend more time praying in tongues, y'all. Like, seriously. Seriously. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for every single person that is on here right now. Lord, I pray for the spirit of the fear of the Lord hallelujah, to begin to burn through the mindset and the psyche of this atmosphere. I say, let the spirit of the fear of the Lord be present. Hallelujah. Father, I pray right now that you are provoking us to change in this hour. Lord, I pray that you are building us up. Hallelujah. We decree, God, Father, that this is a season, Lord, where you're preparing the harvest, Lord, that the harvest time is about to come. Hallelujah. Lord, because you're calling us to perfection. You're calling us to grow. You're calling us to mature. And so, Lord, I pray right now for those that desire to grow in this area. Lord God, I pray that you would minister to their hearts and let them know the things, Lord God, that they can do in order for self-control to grow in their lives. What are the practical things that they can do? Things that will not be laborious. Hallelujah. 
Lord God, I pray for your help in this area of self-control. I pray for those that are on this line, Lord, that are struggling with fornication, with masturbation, with pornography, struggling with drugs, hallelujah, struggling with gluttony. Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that you would come like a convicting fire. Hallelujah. Let the fire of your love be released that will cause a transformation of the heart. Hallelujah. Lord, begin to build us up that we would not be a city that lacks walls. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. I'm going to say this one last thing because this hit me during prayer. Look, you all, I'm so glad that God put this on Dion's heart to do this. And there are a lot of ways that I could have went with with discipline and self-control. Think about this, a successful person. You show me a person successful in a particular area, whatever area it is, and I'll show you a person that has discipline. For real. I'll show you a person who is disciplined or they're disciplined in that particular area. We could have good disciplines. We can have bad disciplines. But this is the thing that I want to share with all of us to make sure. You all, we all have an adversary. We all have an adversary. And self-control will save us from hell. Self-control will save us from hell. Hell is a real place. Everybody don't go to heaven. Everybody don't go from heaven. Self-control will save your life. For real. I was I was thinking last night, literally thinking this last night, like, man, you know, if, man, if I would have died in my sin, I would be burning right now. I could have easily died. I had situations where I would have died. But what if, what if just in that moment we was doing whatever we was doing, something went wrong, and then we died? We'd be burning right now. Come on, let that encourage everybody on here. Tomorrow is not promised. Tomorrow is not promised. Come on. Get right with God. Get right with God. And for the rest of you, there are some of us right now, you know, God is called for you to put out a book or God is called for you to start a business or, you know, whatever that particular endeavor is. And you might feel like, what is the pullback? What is the drawback? It's discipline. Because you need discipline in order to finish the task. It's going to take self-control in order to finish the task. I'm telling you right now, you need to do some prayer, uh, praying in tongues, I'm saying. Or some fasting, seriously, about that particular area so that fruit can be built up. Come on. Hallelujah. So I want to open this up now um, for this portion. Um, I always forget the title as much as I've been coming on here. But it's the the, the session where first, if anybody did not get a chance to speak uh, and say hello, what's up, shout out, we give you a chance to do that. And then anybody got any questions, uh, uh, comments, or whatever, you know, feel free. You know, I got time today. For real, I got time. So if anybody got a problem with what I said or anything, it's all love. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to exercise self-control today. <laughs>
Hallelujah. But Good if you morning, want to... uh, Minister uh, Philip Watson. Great declaration this morning, man. Uh, let's see how deep we're going to get in conversation this morning, boy. Get off my feet, man. <laughs> God bless you, my brother. Amen. God bless you. And I want you to come back and share whatever you got to share on your heart, brother. We can get deep with it. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, yeah, this is, this is Mar. What up, what up, Mar? What up? Hey, family, this is Cedric. Thank you, Philip, for that declaration, man. It hit home. Amen. Amen. Come on. Anybody else? Good morning. It's Krishanda. We are more than conquerors. God bless you, Brother Phil. Hey, Krishanda, long time. Hey, hey, God bless you. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Thank you for your declaration. Absolutely beautiful. Amen. Amazing declaration. Hey, Dr. Phil, it's Moxie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What up, what up, what up? Moxie Mona. In the house. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Juliet. Good morning, Juliet. Hey. Good morning, this is Diane. Great declaration. Amen. Good morning, Shirley. Powerful deliverance. Amen. Amen. Come on. Good morning. This is Juanita. Hey, great declaration. <laughs> Good morning, Phil. Hey. <laughs> what a way to end the month. Thank you. Jumping <laughs> on cold. Good morning, Jesus lover. Love you. Love you. Bang. <laughs> Good good morning, Apostle, uh, aka uh, uh, Captain Captain Fire Marshal Field. Here you go, setting the blaze already. Here we go. <laughs> what up, bro? You can't do that. What up? Fire, fire. What up? <laughs> good morning. Um, Good morning, Philip. Um, it was a great declaration. This um sister Sabrina, I just wanna tell you that I, I love you and I appreciate you. Um you touched on so many things and God bless everybody. Have a good Friday. Appreciate you. Yes. God bless you too. Man, I heard the sincerity in your heart on that. For real. You wasn't playing with I'm going on mute. <laughs> I mean, no, y'all, ain't, y'all ain't wake up this early to, to, to hear some fluff, did you? You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying. <laughs> you ain't you wake up this early. To, you know, you could have stayed in bed for some fluff now. Come on. Thank you. Good morning, Brother Phil. This is Persistent. 
Thank you for keeping it 100 and keeping it real. We can always rely upon you for that. That's for sure. Amen. And, uh, I appreciate Amen. you. Amen. <laughs> Anybody else? Good morning, brother. <laughs> Gloria. Good morning. Love you, love you, love you. Right out, Gloria. I appreciate you. I appreciate the declaration. I'm going back on mute so somebody else can say something. <laughs> hey, today just one of them. Good morning. Great declaration day. All right, I'm going back on mute. <laughs> I'm so ready. Good morning. It's wonderful. Again, um, you know, I just be compelled to uh I be compelled to say something when it when it resonates in my heart, you know, when it's when it pulls on my heartstring. Um and I'm already dealing with it. And, you know, I'm I'm just gonna speak on Communication. I already know when the call get quiet, it's because it hits home, like for real, for real, to a lot of us. But I'm just talking about me. Um, and I know that it's wrong to fornicate. I know before I do it. I know while I'm thinking about it, doing mm-hmm. it. I know when I do it. And I feel like a, I feel real bad afterwards. I feel I get convicted. Yeah. Yet I don't know how to stop doing it. Right. Right. Um, right. I, I've been practicing or trying to practice self-discipline, so I see a difference in how I used to act and surrender and give in to opposed to right now. Yet I'm still doing it, and um, I know that. No such thing as perfection, but it's just frustrating when yeah. I know what the word says and I and I have the tools to I have the tools to withstand, yet I don't. And then I yeah. have to go through the whole God please forgive me, give me the right. strength, yada yada yada. I, I it's right. like it's just frustrating. Right. Right. Okay. So let's let's say this. First of all, can I say thank you so much for your transparency because the Bible says, and this is for everybody, it says confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. Okay? So you confessing mm-hmm. that. Come on. God wants to release some healing to you in this area. So do you remember what were two practical things that, that I named that you could start doing? Fasting from food, and I don't know. You said praying. so much. Praying. praying it. Okay, listen. I want you to hear me. Not just praying, but praying in tongues. Taking some. I'm talking about literally setting aside some time to pray in tongues. And this is why I'm saying this because we know. Look, I'm. I'm you know. When it comes to to sex and things like that, once you get in that moment, you know it's it's probably a wrap, right? So mm-hmm. I'm not sitting here saying that you superwoman. I'm not I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is to take start taking some time so you could go on the offensive, 
so you don't have to wait until you're in a weak moment. Mm-hmm. So take it some time to be like, I'm going to start. Pre- Do you pray in tongues? No. That's what I was going to okay. tell you. I don't, I don't speak in tongues. I want okay. to. So, so I want to tell you this. I um, want you to get some prayer um, in that area. Seek the Lord on um, um, prayer. Do you know Dion? Yes. Okay. Yep. Reaching out to her about that, about praying in tongues. But hear me out and hear me clearly. Once you do, you want to set aside some time to pray in tongues. Because, see, what praying in tongues does is it articulates things that our human language can't articulate. And the Bible says it builds us up. You need to be built up. There are some areas of your self-control that we can't build it up in our English language. We ain't going to get, you know what I'm saying? You need the raw power of God to come in, to begin to build you up to where that spirit of the fear of the Lord is so strong in you that you begin to use wisdom. Just the wisdom of saying, you know what, I don't even, I'm not even calling this, I'm, I'm blocking this person. Not because I don't like them. I'm blocking this person because I know me. You know what I'm saying? For real. But you got to build yourself up to get to that area. So I'm telling you, woman of God, it is a time, this is a time for you to really start, one, to seek the Lord on praying in tongues, okay? And then mm-hmm. setting aside some time to be intentional, intentional on praying in tongues. And you also want to incorporate some fasting in your life. Do you fast? I did Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Okay. For the first well, time, I've always know. made excuses because I take medication. Now, I'm think about this. No, no, you could You could You said you fasted for the first time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Praise God to you. Praise God. Now, think about this. You know, when we start doing certain things, when, when we keep doing the same thing over and over, we get the same results. Now, think about mm-hmm. this. You're, you're, you're struggling in this area, but also there was no fasting in that area too, right? Mm-hmm. Right. This fasting is going to help. The Bible says fasting, I, I humbled my soul through fasting. But I'm telling you, praying in tongues, it will help build up that spiritual fruit of temperance, okay? It's going to help build it up, and God is going to begin to start personally talking to you. See, because part of the fornication thing, too, is also a lack of of, uh, of us understanding our identity, our identity of who we are. And when we understand who we are, we also understand even more of why we can't put ourselves in certain situations. Now, I'm not, again, it's easy to say something when we're not in that, in that person's shoes. But I'm just telling you, just as a brother in Christ who wants to see you free, a brother in Christ who, who doesn't want to see you keep getting locked in that because at the end of the day, that stuff will take you to hell. It's just the reality. It's the truth. And I, don't, and I don't want that for you. I want you not only to go to heaven, I want you to experience life here on earth. You know what I'm saying? And so please, 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 please begin to engage God about about praying in tongues. Please. 
And once you do, once you get that and start flowing in it, set aside some time to start being intentional of saying today, just like with exercise, it's like, you know what, today I'm going, I'm going to build myself up. I'm going to pray in tongues for 30 minutes today or whatever your thing is, whatever God tells you. And I'm telling you, you're going to start to feel a change in your spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm here. I'm with you. Please try it, okay? Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes, I appreciate you. And, and, And I'm praying for you. Father, I pray right now for this person, Lord God, who who came out and shared this, Lord God. Lord, you said as we confess our faults to one another, we may be healed. Lord, I pray for healing in that area. I pray for transformation in that area, that she will be transformed by the renewing of her mind. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that there will be a renewing of the mind in that particular area. Lord, that you are building up your walls in her life. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray that she would not fall victim to any spirit of fornication or sexual impurity. Father, I pray that you're calling her out of darkness and into your marvelous light. Lord, I pray that you would help her. Lord, you would safeguard her in the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of the fear of the Lord rest upon her. Lord, I pray Lord, that you are giving her the strength to be able to say no. Lord, I pray that in times where she can't say no, Lord, you will come in and protect her and snatch her out of that situation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you, woman of God. Amen. God bless you too. God bless you, and I'm rooting for you. I'm so serious. Anybody else? Come on. She didn't just broke the ice. Come on, y'all. We have an adult conversation. Hey, it's Krishanda again. Um, thank you again. I just keep hearing that song, uh, More Than a Conqueror. Um, um, you mentioned gluttony. Um for me, gluttony is not um, not just food, um, but also of buying stuff. Um, I found myself in a situation that I know I have to guard um, kind of where I go, um, places I'll be in, or that are just like, if you know you um, have a, that you might overspend, don't go to the mall. And so for me, mm-hmm. um, gluttony, sometimes you're just spending. So yeah. thank you um, for your yeah. word. This morning, God bless you. That's good. That's good. That's good. Hey, bro. Hey. I'm jumping on in. That's good fire this morning. You touched on so much. I was trying not to laugh, but you're so silly. But gluttony, I love that you touched on everyone because we as believers be thinking that it's a sin category game that we can play, right? I don't do this, but I do that. Right. 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 And be trying to judge people. But why is it that I think, honestly, fornication and gluttony need to be dealt with. (laughs) You know, everybody wants to talk about them drinking saints and them smoking saints, but food is just as bad, just like Krishanda just said. That's just one area. But you touched them all this morning. And I'm grateful for you being open and honest, too. I never could smoke weed. (laughs) <laughs> Never could. I'm too silly. But the uh <laughs> give me a mimosa or two, right? <laughs> but what I've been what I've been noticing lately here is the judging, like you were talking about, 
So, you know, the pornography, the fornication, the adultery, I mean, so much in the, in the body. It's ridiculous. And people think that because they think they're sneaking, you ain't God, no. <laughs> you might, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You're not getting away with anything. And I think, I'm not sure what the, what, what the sister is talking about. She don't like to fornicate. Nobody likes to because sin feels good to you, but it's not good for you. And until you've had <laughs> the Holy Spirit turn your car around at a 1 a.m. booty call and you don't even know who's driving the call, you'll get checked being real, right? It's yeah. a choice. We got to we gotta kill this flesh because if it's not, it's going to kill us. And it's Come not on. easy, but it's, it's real. Like you said, it's an adult conversation. It's some grown folks on this call that's still struggling with stuff. But if you really seek him, really seek him. And thank you for saying, speak in tongues. But what tongue? Be careful mm. with that. I love you, brother. Mm. I miss you, too. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. That's good stuff. Come on. Still. Um, you know, you come hard. I'm just going to tiptoe past you my finger up and just sing, Lord, prepare me to be a living sanctuary, pure and holy. That's my prayer. Because I know, I, and I always ask the Lord, you know, just to, you know, move me out the way, help me to see beyond what I see, to keep me still in the things. Because we we think a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's it's okay, you know, it's okay every now and then. But then when you look back, you sunk and you stuck in that thing. So um, you know, surrendering and submitting unto Him and allowing Him, <laughs> and 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 allowing yourself um, to be the deer. Um, to receive. Yeah. So yeah, good, good, yeah. bang, bang, man. That's you. You come so hard and close it out. So I appreciate you, sir. And think about this. Um, uh, something just hit me. You all. The Bible calls the Holy Spirit the Helper. He's not just the Helper to help you preach. He's the Helper for every situation. So He wants to help us in the area of discipline. As a matter of fact, all of the fruits of the Spirit. He wants to help you in love. He wants to help you with joy. He wants to help you with peace, all of these areas. But he wants to help you with temperance. Think about it. It's the desire of God for us to have self-control. He blessed us with it with one of his spirits, one of the fruits of the spirit. And he doesn't want the fruit to just sit there. He wants it to grow. And so, therefore, there are practical things, again, that we can do to help our spirit grow. But one of those things, I'm telling you, is taking time, praying in tongues, being intentional. Like, Lord, I'm going to sit here, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm telling you, it does something. It stirs up your spirit, man. It stirs up your spirit, man. There needs to be some, some time. Every, listen, I'm going to tell you like this. Y'all, y'all, like I said, I, I'm, I'm, man, if y'all just knew, it'd be so much I don't say. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, part of ministering to people and doing personal appointments is, is confidentiality. I'm going to say this, though. Like, man, y'all, how can I say this? Lord, give me the words to say this right now. Y'all, this thing is so prevalent. It's so prevalent 
and God wants us to be free. This is the thing. God, God wants us to be free. This is a religious doctrine to make you feel like we're supposed to go through life and we don't have victory in these situations. That's religious. That's religious of accepting a view of Jesus of saying, well, you know, we're going to all struggle and this and that. No, that's not what the Bible says. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Come on, the Bible says we triumph in Christ. Come on, we're more than overcomers. Come on, we didn't sign up. We, what, what's the use of even, what's the use of even getting saved and saying yes to Jesus if we still just going to go through life and not be victorious? The name of this call is Declare Victory, not Declare um, Losing, not Declare Being Average, Declaring Victory, Declaring Triumph. Come on. And so the Lord isn't going to just sit here and just put us here and just say, all right, I know this stuff is going to be hard on your flesh, but you know what? I'm not going to provide no help for you. You just got to figure this thing out on your own. No, we don't serve a father like that. Not at all. But again, we want to open the door for that help. These things that don't make sense will really help you. I'm telling you, they will help you. They, they will grow you. They will grow you. They will, when, when I talk to people, a lot of times that are struggling in areas, when I ask them how is their prayer life, or I ask them, how is their word life? A lot of times it's waning. During those times where they falling off or they backsliding, their prayer life, they spending time with the Lord life, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's not how it was. Real talk. It's kind of waning. It's kind of weighing low. You think that's a coincidence? Because what those things were doing, what they were helping to establish walls, they were building that person up. They were transforming them. See, the enemy is trying to attack our relationship with Jesus. And in attacking that, he wants to take us to hell. I'm telling you, this is a this is a real, this is a real thing. This is a real thing. And I'm telling you, you gotta get wise. Look, I told someone, look, I want let me let me be all the way real, okay? I'm, I'm <laughs> I was but I know this me and day, and I'm going to say this for, you know, for my brothers on here. Look, y'all, I'm going to tell y'all right now. There are some people, um, they've teased me or whatever because about me going to the movies. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something. It's not that I don't have a problem, that I have a problem going to the movies. When I went to see that Deliverance movie, that was the first time I had been to the movies in a minute. And I'm going to tell you why. One of the things with me is I don't go to the movies with a woman by myself. Now, I'm talking about for me. I'm talking about for me. Okay? I'm being straight real because we're having an adult conversation. I don't go to the movies with a woman by myself. Okay? I'm telling you. Why don't I? You know what I'm saying? If it's a woman or whatever, and I like the woman or whatever, I don't do it. You want to know why? Because that's one of my triggers. Okay? 
that's one of my triggers. I already know. I get up in that movie theater. It's dark. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why it hits me like that. Okay? I'm just being honest. You know what I mean? Now, I don't want y'all to think y'all y'all here at the movie theater. Oh, man, Philip was over the movie theater manifesting, okay? First of all, if I'm at the movie theater, I'm not in there with just one person. I'm in there with more than one person, okay? And or if I am in there with somebody, trust me, it's somebody that I wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole. <laughs> I'm just being real. I want somebody to be free out here, Okay. But I'm just saying, that's a trigger for me. So I know I'm not even, look, I'm not even walking. Look, I, I had somebody I was dating before, and they, they would be tripping on me. I wouldn't go to them, look, look, I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. Mm-mm. I ain't going to the movies. I'm not. But we just going to see someone. I'm good. I'm good. Why am I even putting myself in that situation? Why am I still saying, well, I think I'm good. I think I'm stronger. No. And this is what I'm talking about. We got to set safeguards for ourselves. You got to set safeguards. Some people get triggered, like, if they're in certain places. So why set yourself up to even be in that place? Why? You already know what's going to happen. You already know. Don't, don't, don't lie to yourself. For real. So I'm just throwing that out there to encourage somebody. You know, if there's some type of safeguard that you can set up for yourself, yo, do it. Your life is on the line. Look, I ain't, you know what I mean? What if y'all seen Color Purple? Y'all remember how old girl said, Mr. Died? She said, how he died on top of me? Man, please. You don't want that to be your testimony. You slipped up that one time. You ended up dying. You know what I'm saying? You know, if that thing was so good, you you just died. You you just, you know what I'm saying? Off your breath. You know, you dead. You look up, you in hell. Come on now. Brother Phil, <laughs> sorry. I'm not trying to laugh, but I was thinking about the, addic- <laughs> the addiction. Sometimes they ain't all drugs. And as you were saying that, don't go where you know you're going to be tempted. Stay away from that stuff. Because it is. It'll draw you. It'll draw you. Be careful. Like you said, if you're a crackhead, don't go to the crack house. If you like, you know, sex, don't go to the strip club. There's certain things you got to do. And if you eat a lot, stay away from the buffets. It's just what it is. Drinkers, don't go to a happy hour. Okay, I'm going to go on mute before I get in trouble. Listen, I'm going to tell y'all right now, it's not a coincidence. Y'all talking to somebody, I take time to pray in tongues. People know I have a reputation. They know I would go anywhere and evangelize. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's one place where I put up a safeguard personally of saying, I'm not going to evangelize there. You know what that is? Y'all heard me say it. I'm not going to the strip club. I'm not going in the parking lot to evangelize at a strip club. Forget, I ain't even talking about going inside. I ain't going to even go to the parking lot. Why? Why am I setting myself up to be seduced? Why? Like, like for real. Phil gonna have a pocket full, a pocket full of ones and tens. Come <laughs> out in Jesus' name. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, Dion. <laughs> you know Look, I told somebody.
to write it before. I said, if you ever hear I'm evangelized at a strip club, please just just bring a whole a whole thing of paper towels. For real. <laughs> I'm talking about multiple rows. Okay. Because <laughs> I need deliverance. On the real. Hey Phil. Hey Phil, this is Tanya and I'm ta- I hope you can hear me. I'm I'm not at my house, so I have to talk a little lower. Um this is such a great conversation. Um, Wanda, thank you for being wonderful. Thank you for being so transparent. My mind immediately went back to, you know, back in the day when I was younger, growing up in church, and we would see the mothers sitting in the mother's section, I and the young women or the young men, and, you know, really judging them and then getting you together about how short your skirt was or um, yeah how tight your dress was or that lipstick is too red or these things. And they, I, I know they thought that they were doing the right thing and it helped some people and some people had turned away. But one, one, one thing you would not really hear of is people talking about offensive um, tactics you could use to keep yourself from slipping. <laughs> we don't have to slip. <laughs> And, you know, just outright saying, we, we we use all kind of words to make it nice and pretty. So that mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't make sin pretty. It, it, it right. is what it is. So, right. so can I tell you, as a mother now, um, some of the things that I do, because I'm a whole entire woman. I've been a widow now for four and a half years. And prior to that, and I'm, it's not to put Carl on blast, but it's a reality that some of y'all are dealing with, even on this call. My husband had ED. And if you don't know what that is, you can look it up. But, and, you know, and, you know, it is what it is, right? But what I'm saying, so for me, um, there are certain methods that I use to ensure that I'm not, you know, having to say, y'all help me. I'm struggling. I don't want to have to struggle with anything. First of all, I love God. I love God so much that mm-hmm. I don't want to grieve him. I don't want to make him sad. And I don't want to feel, I don't want to, and this is no condemnation to anybody else. I'm talking yeah. about my the yeah. tactics that Tanya uses, right? And so, like, I, 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 I'm in love with God. I'm a human being, though. There are certain books that I won't read. There are I listen to. There are certain music. Listen, I love music. I do not listen to love songs. I'm not doing it. I'm not do- for what? I'm not doing it. There are there are certain movies. I I will go to the movies. I, it's not a trigger for me, but I, it's certain movies. I'm not watching that. Exactly. And there are certain, just on TV. Mm-hmm. Forget forget going to the movies. When a love scene, you could tell when a love scene is getting ready to happen. I'm fast forwarding. Or I'm pausing it until I can. Fa- I'm not watching it. I'm not doing it because I don't want to have that as an issue for me, right? Right. So those are just as a mother now. If you are, if there are certain things again we can do, um, there are certain phone calls that we don't have to accept, or text messages we can block them. We don't have to say, "Well, I'm gonna go to the house and explain why we can't get together no more." Stop. Don't right. even put your car in drive. That's right. a mistake. <laughs> right. Now, when I start dating, and I am, 
I know it's certain things I'm going to have to put in place. And I know I'm going to have to have some accountability in place. You know, right now it ain't no issue. But I'm going to start dating at some point. And I have to be accountable because I don't. I, I want God to be able to use me at any time, at any location. And I don't want to have to stop first and repent for, you know, because I stepped out of the wheel. That was a whole, I ran out. I ran out. I didn't step out. I ran out. But anyway, those are just some of my tactics. And again, it's no shade against anybody. And if you're someone that is struggling, Carl, I mean, Carl, Phil <laughs> went hard today. And I'm glad you did, uh, you know, about fasting and praying in tongues. And Phil, i got to tell you, sometimes, I, you know, like I, I don't, sometimes, and I don't know if this is even possible, to pray too much in tongues. Not so much where, you know, I'm... Um, um, I'm, I didn't phrase that right. You know, like like when I hit my knees, sometimes I just immediately start praying in tongues. I don't like. I don't feel like I have the English um, yeah. vocabulary. Yes, yes. To say it, I, my, yeah. I don't. I don't know if we can. I don't, I don't know if I'm over spiritualizing. I was glad no, you said that. I was checking myself, saying, you know, Tanya, you probably should pray in English. But I like it's. It just comes. It's just, no, it's not, yes, I'm not out of control. Yes, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying though, right? Yes, I know exactly what you're saying. And think about it like this. how You can never do that too much, period. You can never do that too much. <laughs> like not at all. Because 1 Corinthians 14 verse 2 says that when we pray in an unknown tongue, we're not talking unto man, we're talking to God. And it says, in the spirit, we're speaking mysteries, things that are not known. So we don't know what Holy Spirit is articulating at them. Sometimes he might give us an idea of maybe what the subject is. But there are things being articulated beyond what we can even ask or think. We don't even know what Holy Spirit is doing, but he's having a conversation with the Father, and we're being a fly on the wall right now to that eternal conversation. And part of that eternal conversation could even be, man, I see this car that's coming, that's timed itself. When this person walks out on the street, this car is going to hit them. So we're praying right now to reroute their steps so they don't even have to walk out. Like we have no idea because this is an eternal thing that is going on. But, man, woman of God could continue to be because, look, we got to build ourselves up. This is the part of the Bible where it says working out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Come on. And the Lord has given us practice. I'm going to say it again. Usually when, when, I, when I've encountered um, people that are, like, really struggling in areas, every single time I ask them about their prayer life and their scripture life, one of them two things is waning. I'm talking about 100% of the time, one of them two areas. And so I'm telling you, you're not going to always maybe have the perfect prayer or whatever to pray. That's fine. Romans chapter 8 even tells us that, that there are going to be times where you don't know what to pray. So, look, I'm taking you past that. I'm saying get into praying in tongues because that way you ain't got to worry about what to think of. Come on. And I, and I, begin I, I, to Spend, spend time doing that. Yeah, I still want to listen to Hello? Who is this? Hello? 
Amen. Okay. Um, Mr. Phil, I want to chime in on what um, Tanya just said. That was so good um, about, you know, what you watch and kind of um, what you see. And you were talking about the movies and things. I know for me personally, I I really try to guard what I let my eyes see. Um, People think I'm cornball. I know, but I'll just be cornball. But I, you know, there's things I just won't watch on television. There's, I won't go to the movies to see. Um, I just recently went to a concert that I really regretted that I went uh, because I really do um, need to, you know, guard my my heart, guard my eyes, my ears, um, so I can just uh, hear God clearly and not let things come into my spirit. Um, so um, I echo um, everything that um, Tanya said. Uh, that was so good. Hallelujah. Come on. Yeah, what yeah. Tanya said, that's, boy, that's so real. I'll tell you, boy, it's certain stuff. We Look, and I'm glad that Tanya brought that up because she's reminding me of something that I'll be saying sometimes to people with deliverance. I'm like, when I'm sharing certain things, I'm like, look, y'all, I'm not doing these particular things. Or some people, they think, you know, oh, Philip is just this and that. Look, half the time, what, y'all don't, what people don't understand it's not because I'm I'm being holier than thou or, or just trying to be a great moral Christian. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it's certain things I'm not engaging, watching, listening to because I know me. <laughs> okay? I know me. So I'm like, I'm not even about to play with that fire because I don't know if I'm strong enough to be like that other person. Okay? Like straight up. We, I'm saying, no, I'm not listening to this because I know this is going to start some trouble. For real. <laughs> Anybody else want to share? Hey, Phil, um, I was going to say earlier, but then you demonstrated how sometimes we can say, oh, Lord, help me, and just be saying it, just to be saying it. But two things. One, once we say that, we, he, you caught his attention because you called his name. And then one, and then the other thing you demonstrated how um, how to articulate what you were getting ready to say because you begin to speak in tongues and petition the Lord and speak to Him and communicate with Him. So it's it's not it's it's ne- it's never too much. I'm learning to do it even the more and not just call His name like okay, Lord, I'm calling you. Look at my heart. I wrote it right here on my heart. No, we have to communicate with Him in tongues because it definitely it catches his attention when we talk to him but it definitely um puts us in a place like come over here let me talk to you you know it 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 puts us in a secure place um but then you turned around and demonstrated how you were trying to say something and begin to speak in tongues and the holy spirit just came and came in like like a superhero he's not a superhero but he swooped in and gave you what you needed. So we just need to keep that in mind. Now, we can call on him, that he's always there, you know, to help us out. Even in the midst of when you talked about the video, and he kept saying, say say it one more time. Say it one more time. Oh, my brother. He had ample and many times to tell himself instead of telling her to tell himself, let her keep saying what, she, what she's saying. That mm-hmm. ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm going to – time and time again. So he coerced himself 
into yes. doing stuff and allow yes. the enemy to give him full range or mm. he allowed the enemy to give him full range rather than saying, I'm going to walk away. It's not, mm. it's, it's a big thing to be a punk for Jesus, I'm going to tell you, and it's worth it. So now he's lost his life because mm. he should have been a punk for Jesus. So that's all I have to say. Hey, Phil, can I say one more thing on that with what Rochelle just said? Rochelle, you yeah. like my song I sent you? <laughs> no, I that's do. not what I want to say. But um, what I wanted to say with that, let's talk about the Holy Spirit a little bit differently. So when you find yourself in a situation, well, when I find myself in a situation, um, maybe maybe it is a heated converse, or a conversation that's about to get heated. When I hear that voice that says to me, be quiet, or when I hear that voice that says to me, leave, or when I hear that voice that says to me, don't answer the phone, or when I hear that voice that says to me, don't go to that place, or leave your credit card at home, or um, whatever, that instruction that I'm receiving, that ain't Tanya most of the time. Most of the time, it's the Holy Spirit. And so, in addition to um, the Holy Spirit building us up, especially, and I was reminded of that scripture. I don't know where it's found. I can't think of it. But it's Paul when he's given instructions about speaking in tongues. And I know some people try to use this as their um, as their weapon to weaponize um, their belief about speaking in tongues in the church. They'll say, you know, Paul said that you know you you supposed to you're not supposed to speak in tongues. Uh, openly. Well, Paul was given instruction, first of all. Exactly. I think it's in Corinthians or... It's in Corinthians. It's, and I'm going to say why he said that after you get done. Go ahead. Okay. And so so what he was doing was he was given instruction. And one of the instructions, I think, is in that particular scripture. When we speak in tongues and we speak quietly to ourselves, we are building up our faith. Yes. And so that's another reason. But the Holy Spirit is not just for us to speak in tongues. He gives us power. Power. Power from heaven. You know, he gives us power. He gives us power to live right. He gives us power to be right. He gives us power to be a witness. And so it's not just speaking in tongues, although that's great. But that's not the only purpose of the Holy Spirit as our helper, as our leader, as our guide, as our teacher. There's some, as our, he reveals the truth to us. He is the spirit of truth. And so there's so many phenomenal aspects. We do not have to live a defeated life. That is a choice. That's it. Amen. That is so good. Listen, I just want to throw this quick party in, y'all. That passage she's talking about, it's in uh, 1 Corinthians, um, I think it's chapter 14. And Paul, the reason he says that is because that church, the Corinthian church, had got to a point where they would start speaking in tongues to one another. So now the whole service when so, if somebody walked in, they would see people trying to speak in tongues to the other person. That's what they were doing. And that's why Paul has sat there and said, wait, what if one, a person comes in who don't even know God? 
How are they going to sit here and, and be edified? How are they going to sit here and receive the gospel of Jesus Christ? Because you all are just talking in tongues amongst yourself. That's what he was saying. He wasn't, he wasn't talking about don't pray in tongues. Don't pray in tongues in public and all of those other things. We, we've gotten this thing so twisted and so out of order. Seriously, pray in tongues. We want to remember, Paul said, I pray in tongues more than you all. Come on, the Bible, like she said, the Bible says, building yourself up in your most holy of faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. There is a certain way your faith can be built up by praying in tongues. There's a certain articulation, and like she said, it releases power. Because remember, when did the church begin to walk in power? when they were baptized with Holy Spirit. When Holy Spirit came, that's when they walked in power. Remember, the disciples were already casting out devils and doing things like that. But when that Holy Spirit hit them, oh, my gosh, that's when it went to a whole nother level. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm shutting up. Anybody want to share? Where my brother's at? My man said, where my man at who said he was going to be quiet? He said, I was stepping on on his feet. Come on, man. Come on, say something. Yeah, I'm still here listening. Uh, like like Tanya said, I mean, Tanya, not Tanya, so I'm sorry. Uh, when when Wonderful Wanda came out and was transparent, right, <clears throat> I'm just listening and see who else. And I know a lot of people, because um, you said it's rampant in the church, and you spoke to some specific things, fornication, right? Not just gluttony, you know. And in 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 my step work, right, when I had to write down, you know, uh, the defects and the shortcomings, and and I had to put it on paper, right? So you can't lie to yourself on paper, Jeff. You know, and, and, and you talked about the masturbation piece. Right, and I had to write it down, right? This is uh something that I struggle with, right? And and, and my wife, she like threatened me. You know, when when she, when my wife threatened me and like I'm gonna tell the bishop on you. She you know, like, I'm gonna shame you. Mm. You bet you, you know, that's a sin, you know. You uh what I, what you, I'm waiting on you to come and break me off and you 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 over here masturbating. Right, so my wife know when I was masturbating. Right, she said, "You, I, and so I'm just, I'm here, man. Get off my toes, man. You start stepping all <laughs> on my feet, got me limping over here, you know." And I was like, "Wow, brother Phil, one way to the last day of the month to come bust me up, shot the head." And matter of fact, I ain't been on the call much this month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the reason why I was quiet because my wife tell me, like, baby, you don't always have to be the one to be transparent and telling, you know, all, all your business, right? <laughs> so I said, I just will be quiet this morning and listen. But I heard you, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, rare up my, my prayer life and my study life, right? That's going to uh, give me the power, right? Yes, to live holy, basically. Yeah, you know, speak speak in tongues, fast, 
and study my words, right? Come but on. You, you mentioned something about the identity piece. Could you go go deeper into that identity piece? Why uh, some of us stumble and struggle in these uh, different sins, specifically? I mean, sin is sin. You know, I I know one uh, minister was talking about, yeah, y'all always preaching and uh, uh, about homosexuality, right? But y'all don't y'all don't never uh, preach about those other sins, right? Okay, y'all y'all want us to talk, tell uh, the homosexual he going to hell, but what about those uh, that that's fornicating, that's committing adultery and and gluttony and all those other come on, dead come on, sins? Come on, you know. So thank God, you know, I, I've been delivered, right, from uh, all of those things. You know, I, I don't even got that stuff on my phone, right? But I did struggle with the masturbation piece with a wife. You feel me? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah man. But, yeah. hey, but come on, Jeff. If, if you want to stay free, uh, fast, pray, study your word. Man, you know, I'm speaking tongues like you. You just gave us some tools to work with. Yeah, so but I, I was just gonna be quiet and listen and see, you know, how many folks was gonna come clean and be transparent. But I see so far there ain't been but two. <laughs> stop, stop, stop! Hey, you ain't supposed to be keeping count, man. Don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. <laughs> Woo, no, we ain't keeping count, it. man. We ain't doing that. Yeah, I, 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 I gotta stay free. But yeah, go. Uh, could you go a little deep into that identity piece? Yeah, yeah. So, I, I definitely would go into that. And again, y'all, you know, it is no condemnation. I, the only reason I'm on here, I wouldn't waste your time, and I don't play with God's people. You know, I just want you to be free. You know what I'm saying? I got a responsibility. As a man of God, do me a favor, mute your phone. I got a responsibility as a man of God uh, to come and share. You know, when Dion is asking me to share, there's a response, there's a trust that she has. You know what I'm saying? That I'm coming as a representative of the Lord. She's not just trying to throw anything out. Like she does this stuff out of the, out of the goodness of her heart. You know what I'm saying? So so why play around? Like for real, this thing is for real. Now, in saying that, in saying that, you all, the identity piece is like this. It's like LeBron James, okay? It's like LeBron James. LeBron James don't just go outside and just do like me and you. He just go outside and, hey, I'm just going to go to the store. Or, hey, I'm just going to go to this crowded place. over. He has to be calculated. Why? Because he knows he's LeBron James. He knows, excuse me, if I walk in the store, I'm okay. LeBron James walk in the store, everybody and their mama going to stop and try to come and get autographs. So he has to be calculated. But my point of the matter is, it's because he knows who he is. He knows who he is. And so when you know who you are, you begin to move accordingly. You begin to move accordingly to who you are. You and I, come on, are children of the most high God. The Bible says that there is a seal that we have in the spirit. That means 
there is an invisible seal or mark that is on you. So when you walk into particular areas, those things that are in the invisible, they know who you are because they see that mark of Jesus on you. This is why when Jesus walked in that synagogue and they said that demons spoke out through that man. Come on. Why? That demon knew who Jesus was. These things know. When they see Jesus, they're like, oh, 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 there's that thing there. The only ones who deny that or who sleep on that is me and you. And so when we understand that we are children of the Most High God, when we really embrace that reality, like, I don't know why, I mean, I don't know why God did this for me, but the reality is this is who I am. It totally changes the way that you begin to move, how you begin to act. In other words, certain things you may say, ooh, now I feel a little convicted or funny about it. Why? Because I know who I am and I know who I belong to. Come on. I know who I belong to. Look, if you are a child of the Rockefeller family or a child of the Rothschild family, there's a certain kind of way that you move. There's a, because you understand who you are connected to. Come on, yes, conviction. There's a conviction that comes on you. Hallelujah. 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 There, there's a conviction. But, again, it starts with who am I connected to? Who am I con- some of some of us on here, some of some of you all on here may be former gangbangers, you know, or, or former dope dealers. When you went in certain areas, you went as that dope dealer. You knew who you were. So there may be certain places you may not you weren't even gonna go. Because you'll be like, man, so and so knows who I am. And they beef with this person or this, so I need to stay away from them. Why? Okay, do me a favor, mute the phone. Why? Because you you knew who you were. We're now in Christ. We are someone in Christ. We are children of the most high God. This is who we are. See, you're not a child of God just because you're a human being. That's a lie that the world came up with. Look in Scripture. What makes you a child of God, what makes you born of God, is, is by faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for you on the cross. That's what makes you a child of God. And so now since you're born of him, there's a certain standard. There's a certain expectation. Come on, there's a certain way that we move, a certain way, seriously, because we know who we represent, but we also know what we carry. And the enemy wants to defile what it is that we are carrying. He wants to defile it. He's always wanted to defile it. He hates it. He wants to defile it because he hates God. So we got to understand we are royalty. We can't even subject ourselves to certain things. Come on. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. So that's what I meant by the whole identity piece. Anybody else want to share? Pastor. Hello. Yes. Hi, this is Ruth. I'm over here listening so hard. I have burned my garlic bread. <laughs> I, I'm over here. I got cook. I got two caterings this morning. I said, you know what? I'm about to hang up. <laughs> I got I to gotta concentrate. But I tell you, when I hear messages like this, 
whoo, my heart's a racing. And I want to just shout all over my heart because God has delivered me. I used to call them secret sins because I used to pray, but I never prayed for what I was doing bad because I mm-hmm. wanted to keep doing it. It felt good. And I, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, dummy, God knows and hears everything about you. He created you. You know, I didn't know that till later on. But in my 20s, I was just, you know, would pray and God this and God that. But I never prayed about what I was doing wrong. I mean, I, sometimes myself, and I had to get myself together (laughs) because of my kids. But when I think about what I was, I was cutting up. I tell you, I I don't even know how many people on this line, but I think I've done enough stuff for everybody. Like, I literally, I'm so glad that I'm alive. I'm so glad that I'm saved. I'm glad that God delivered me. And like I, I used to call them secret sins. Ooh-wee. I remember, too, this, 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 we was, at, we was in a cubicle all talking at work. And this lady, she had a bad body. Her name was, I ain't going to name her name. Anyway, she had a bad body. She used to always brag about, you know, um, she was taking, she would take a married man from a woman. She always talk about that. And somebody, somebody, <laughs> they told her, uh, his name was Mark. He said, uh, so, when you asked him how, how good it was, who you was with, did you ask God how good it was to him? Because he was in a room with you. You should have seen the look on her face. Come on. The look on her face. You know, and I guess and all of us was like in shock. We didn't say nothing because God is everywhere. Like, really? And I can't talk because I used to think the same thing when I was in a hotel or the motel room, you know, doing what I was doing. I didn't think, <laughs> you know, speak and say, you don't think, okay. God is just not where you are when it's good. He's everywhere all the time. Really, Ruth? But when he said that to her, he didn't have no comeback. That was crazy. But anyway, it's the truth. So I'm just glad. Like, even when I, when I because I'm catering the food truck and I'm always on TV and stuff, I, I was so shamed and I was so, I did not want to go on TV because of all the things I've done in the past. I was just, and I had to like pray and I had anxiety and I just really had to get past that point. Ruth, you're no longer where you used to be. You're no longer that person. But I was scared that people was going to see me and judge me. Oh, that's such and such. Remember when she did this? Because people did. They tried to bring me back to where I was. And so, again, I just feel like shout right now, but I got to cater because, <laughs> oh, this, this touched me. This touched my heart because I am not delivered from everything. But I am delivered. I'm, I need to get delivered from lemonade right now. <laughs> See that? So, so I'm glad what I, I used to do, if it's just lemonade, I can get past that. But when it was that same thing, oh, Lord, I'd rather, I'd rather be delivered. I mean, just deal with the lemonade anytime. <laughs> You know, uh, but all oh, this this message touched my heart. So please, please give me a cash out because I am delivered. And I'm glad because you never, you don't hear this message on Sundays. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You, you can only get it here. And this is a good safe place. Anybody want to say something that's good? Because people used to tell me, we, you talk too much. You tell all your business on prayer line. I am delivered. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Look. Uh, my cash app is uh, dollar sign Philip M. Watson, and that's Philip with one L. Philip with one L. Philip 
M. Watson. Okay? Hallelujah. So, yeah. I definitely received that. I also got Venmo. Um, if anybody want to send on that, that's uh, Philip hyphen Watson hyphen 10. Okay? Philip hyphen Watson hyphen 10. And my PayPal is my email. Um, K-A-Z-B-L-A-K-1 at gmail.com. Okay? Hallelujah. Thank you so much, woman of God. For real. Anybody else want to share? I just want to say this last thing after I have been tickled to the 10th power over here. So (laughs) with my petty self, um, I want to remind everyone um, and, and really make you get a little bit excited. If you feel the spirit of conviction, be grateful. Yes. Be grateful to God that your heart is still tender enough for him to prick it, for him to shift it, for you to be cognizant of his presence enough to know that when you're out of pocket, no matter what it is, if you uh, pick up the fork too many times, if you know you're swiping your card too much, if you know you uh, have put yourself in a compromising position, if you high as Cooter Brown, all of this stuff. If you can do all of that and not feel conviction, that alarms me. That scares me. Mm-hmm. However, if you do it and listen, by the time you finish, you wish you could suck it all back out the air, whatever it was that you did. You wish you wish that you could uh, hit a rewind button and take it back. Listen, be grateful. It's when you feel absolutely nothing when you're out of line, that you know your heart is hard and you absolutely need some deliverance. And so I thank God this morning for the spirit of conviction for each and every person under the sound of my voice that um, is still struggling with whatever, I mean, and we all struggle with something. But I'm grateful this morning that the spirit of conviction was loose enough that you will be mindful here going forward. You will hear um, these voices. You will hear these testimonies. They overcome by the words of their testimony in the blood of the Lamb. If you ever want to put the enemy to shame in any area of your life, say something. Get you some freedom. Find you a safe space. Somebody that believes God, somebody that knows God, desires for all of us to be free. And make some time to tell the truth, right? Make some time to get you some freedom and that that truth telling, that being honest with where you are. You can never heal what you will not address. But if you go ahead and find you somebody that will not only be willing to listen, but that will be willing to pray and walk with you through a thing. It's a big, big deal, and it's not about being self-righteous at all. It's just about desiring the heart of the Father for our lives, for the rest of our lives. Not sometimes, but really a fasted life. So that's all I had, bro. You can go ahead and close this up. Amen, amen. And I want to say this to uh, something that hit my heart. Um, uh, something else that we can do practically. And if you notice, all these things that I'm saying, um, outside of the natural safeguards, really it's like it's really involving God in this thing. 
because we're not strong enough to do a lot of this stuff on our own. We we need the Lord. And so another thing, if you are struggling with a particular situation, you're like really struggling in an area, ask God um, for the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You know, the fear of the Lord is one of God's seven spirits in the Bible, Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. Yeah, it's one of his seven spirits. And you can ask God, ask him for the spirit of the fear of the Lord, because the Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And wisdom will help us to uh, uh, keep us safe. You know, wisdom will help guard us and protect us. So really ask him for the spirit of the fear of the Lord, because when we ask, we shall receive. And that's how I'm going to close this right now. Father, I thank you that when we ask, we shall receive. Thank you that you're so faithful and you're so true. You keep your word that it never returns to you void, but it accomplishes everything where you're sending it to. I ask now that your word is being sent out in this atmosphere throughout these airwaves. Lord, and I pray that the spirit of the fear of the Lord would rest upon our lives. Lord, for every single person, as you're looking at our hearts, you hear the heart of every person on this line who sincerely desires help. Hallelujah. And so I pray that you would send help from the sanctuary. Lord, you would send help in the form of the fear of the Lord as well. Let the spirit of the fear of the Lord be released in their lives to bring help. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray for those who struggle with praying in tongues or don't pray in tongues. Lord, I pray now, God, that you would open the door for them to encounter praying in tongues. Lord God, that you would activate them. You personally will activate them in that area. Lord, whether it's connecting them with somebody who will lay hands, Lord God, whether it's you just 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 endowing them while they're by themselves or any other situation. Father, I ask now, Lord, that you would begin to activate them in that area. Lord, I pray for those who have been struggling, Lord, in studying their Bible. Lord God, that you would teach them. I want anybody, if, you're, if, you're, if you want to grow in these areas or if you just want, want prayer in these areas, um, um, want some help, I just want you to repeat this practical prayer with me. You can keep your phone on mute, keep it on mute, but I just want you to repeat this after me if you want some help. Hallelujah. I want you to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me. Send me help from your holy sanctuary. Fill me with the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Let it increase in my life. Help me with praying in tongues. Activate me in this area. Grow me in this area. Grow me in the area of studying my word. Help me in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all. I love you all. And, man, I'll see you all next time. God bless you, Brother Phil. Amen. Thank you, Apostle. Amen. Thank you.
Have Thank a good you. day. God bless you guys. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend.